0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast, it is episode thirty nine. We're back to our regular Tuesdays, and we're back to our little wonky regular six PM for me, nine PM for the people down in the East Coast, and of course everyone down at the Central. It is eight PM. Thank you so much for coming and joining us alongside. We're going to talk about everything Las Aguilas del la America. We're going to talk about that two one win over Morelia and why it. Uh, kind of wasn't exactly what we were expecting. And then, of course, we're going to break down everything you need to know coming up to the game against Puebla. But before I go any further, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Mr. Dylan Jimenez, a.k.a. Cowboy Dave. Cowboy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said Texas
0: Dave. <laughs> it's Texas Dave. <laughs> well, I put a, a spit on it. I put a spin on it. You see what I did right there? I put a spin on yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I did. I like,
1: I it, like, I I like it, it I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, no, man. I mean, if if I don't get school involved, then like, yeah, life is good. But other than that, sh- I feel like I'm ten weeks behind in the semester.
0: You feel like you're two weeks of behind in the semester? I feel like I'm three weeks behind my life. I Whoa. said
1: ten. No, I said ten. Ten. Said no. 10 no. Oh, well.
0: you You're like I'm way. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm last year's semester still.
1: <laughs> exactly, man.
2: At least the Cowboys
1: are winning, right, Dylan? That's right, Cowboys Nation.
0: <laughs> all right, Christian, how are we doing over there in New York? Uh, I'm doing good, man. School's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been there. School's been there. So it sounds like school's been kicking all of our butts, which is fair enough because it's what school was meant for. It wasn't meant for you to go and learn. It was for you to learn and pe- physically and mentally prepare yourself for a beatdown of education. But as, as we're here, and that's the important part. We're here. We're gonna talk about Segunda de la América. We're gonna break everything down, and what better way to do it? Then with you three, with you two gentlemen, and uh we ready to get started? Definitely. Definitely. All righty, gentlemen, let's get into what was Saturday's matchup against Monarca's Morelia, a game that was played under quite a bit of rain. Yes.
1: Oh, heck yeah, a lot of rain. I feel like I was there since it was
0: raining a lot here <laughs> in San <Francisco. laughs> See, you guys get all this nice weather, like rain. I don't know what water is anymore in California. It was pouring today here. Like pouring. Ah, well, maybe one day, one day we'll have water come back into our sunny state. But it was, it was a very, very wet atmosphere in uh, the Estadio Azteca, which maybe played a bit of a part on how the how uh, how the teams played. But. For the most part, it was an exciting matchup knowing that we were coming into this game right after the international break. We were looking to cement ourselves even further up on the table. Like we mentioned in the last podcast, Christian, everything is very tight at the top right now. Only a couple of points separate uh, teams even goal differential separates teams. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about how this performance wasn't a part to what we wanted. And it the result is definitely not what we were expecting or possibly hoping because we could have gotten a better results. And if so, we could see ourselves even higher at the table than we are right now.
2: Yes, definitely. Like you said, goal difference is playing a part here. And judging by last game, it would have been nice to
0: uh, score a little bit more. It would have. It would have. Dylan. What was your take about uh, Saturday's game coming up to coming up to those first 90 minutes? Well,
1: you know, seeing the lineup, you know, because obviously we see it Friday before the game usually. Um, you know, I see and I say, okay, you know, this is a pretty good squad going forward. I feel like the squad can go out and get the job done. Um, you know, if we look, if I'm gonna speak on it overall, like I know we'll break it down half by half and then talk about it overall again. You know, I say it was pretty average for the team it really was i don't see feel like we see, saw full potential from everybody you know i feel like they just went out there got the job done and closed up shop for the day
0: yeah it really really was like that dylan do you have the lineup out with you or christian do do any of you two have the lineup or should i read it out loud
1: i got um, the lineup right here i'm one step ahead of you already man all right oh, man. <laughs> uh much to in goal uh for aguilar it's navarez emmanuel aguilera uh sanchez
0: now, again, with uh, Orio Peralta's special trademark this season, it looks like to be that cam position is what we thought was going to be the case. But if you really focused onto the match, I think he played more of a striker than even in that cam position.
1: Yeah, you see him You see him up a lot, too, especially playing next to Henny Martin. And I think that's something, too, to... To really, you know, see, and that's what you want to see, especially, you know, I think Henny Martin works well. Like, I think we talked about this too a lot of times in previous podcasts, but, you know, Henny Martin works well See with the, with, with, beside him as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was good. It was really, really good to see Orioparata actually flourishing in that striker position instead of playing in that cam role. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and we'll we'll talk about certain players that uh you know came out on top. And there was a couple of players that probably just faded into the background. Of course, everyone's uh everyone's big name player for that matchup was George Sanchez after that immense, immense of a goal that he scored, practically upper ninety. Yeah, that was
2: a great goal.
0: Great, great goal. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the second goal. We'll talk about the goal we can see. And we'll talk about all those chances that we did not make. And we'll talk specifics about how this team could probably get better throughout the season if we actually play the way we were intended to play. But in the end, gentlemen, let's start off here. First couple of minutes. How did you guys uh, how did you guys see the team? How did you guys see the 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 opening first couple of minutes? Because it tells us a lot about how the team is planted and structured going forward.
1: I think you see the team, and, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit, not too far, but whenever, you know, I see the lineup too, and, you know, I, I think to myself, you know, I think the question you know, that stands out the most is, you know, how is this, it's Navidus an and Emmanuel like a partnership going to stand out? Because, you know, you start to wonder, say, why is it going about this starting? And so that's something that, you know, that you look forward to to seeing too as well. Um the opening minutes come out and to me, you know, really, you know, I feel like it was was in that time of time of possession, you know, getting things done too. I feel like we weren't really there. We haven't really got ourselves planted on the ground too as well. Um like I said, you know, I've, at this point, you know, it's a little below average for the team, which is something that's not very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. I agree. I think we start off just the same way we've always started off at home. It just it, it seems that we just haven't been able to really hit a team uh, right away. Uh, whenever we have playing the Sadio Estegar, let's. I, I want to take it back uh, just a little bit further. How did you guys see the pitch? And it, it, it was a rainy. It was a rainy day. The pitch was always going to see a little bit of more damage. But I think yeah. in the end, for me at least, it, it looks like it's getting a little bit better.
2: Yeah, a little bit better, but it's not a hundred percent yet. Yeah. Definitely not.
0: No, there's still, like, this huge, huge patch where you're just like, what is that over mm-hmm. there? It's got to be on the right-hand side if you're looking at it from the TV perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely, you know. But, you know, it is is—it is good to see it improve a little bit than what it was before.
0: All right, so, gentlemen, which one, uh, which one player stood out to you right away that looked like they were actually trying to bring the game to Morelia? I
1: For mean- me... No, go, go ahead, Christian.
2: Oh, okay. No, no, problem. For me it was Mateo Suribe. I think cause we see Oribe Peralta you know play more of that striker role. You have Mateo Suribe kinda, you know, get the ball more, and you know, try to advance, you know, create something, something that I want to see Mateos do more. Cause I think he flourishes in that role and I think uh America uh gains success when he does that. Okay,
0: Dylan.
1: Yeah, I mean I kind of agree with Christian, but at the same time, you know, I don't really see nobody stand out, if I'm going be all honest. You know, like I said, uh, this team just seemed average. You know, nobody necessarily stood out for me. You know, I feel like everybody was doing their job to an average grade and getting the job done. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like this is, you know, a full team team effort at the moment. You know, I don't really see nobody standing out for me.
0: Interesting, and then a lot of people can say that's a good thing because if the team is playing like a team more, that's a bad thing because sometimes there's moments in the match where you need someone to stand out, someone to be that brilliant spark, and it doesn't seem to be the case. So let's talk a little bit about our defense. You know, I think within the first couple of minutes, I think we saw a little bit of pressure from Morelia, and we dealt with the situations pretty well. I think one player that we were all worried about was Emmanuel Emmanuel Aguilera. Uh, Mm -hmm. For the most part, I think he played probably a decent game. For the most
1: part, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, too, you know, going into this game, you know, you question that it's an regular partnership because you haven't seen it all season. I mean, you can kind of say that, too, against maybe against Pumas whenever you had that three-back line, but other than that, you don't see it at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three-back line didn't work for us like uh, against Pumas, and we were lucky enough that, you know, Modena didn't impress us the way that uh, they should have if they wanted to get something early but um I think uh I think for the most part, we should be content on how the team is a bit structured, but we shouldn't be content on how the team tries to play out their game because for the first forty five minutes uh up before the goal, I think this team looks clueless at times there's Definitely. no there's 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 no real sense of what the team has moving forward. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of passing back and forth, but no nothing really just you know aggressive going forward. You don't really see a ball that oh yes, that ball is perfectly into the dangerous area you you just see a little bit of staleness from the players, just no mm-hmm. real idea, no creativity. The structure is there, but you can only do so much with that if you don't try and advance in numbers. And I think that's what America didn't do much was advance in those numbers. I think they relied too much on Cecil Dominguez and went uh, to do something and go forward. And we've known for the past couple of games, these two players aren't showing up. They're not producing. So if you don't have these two wingers producing, then how do you expect your forwards to get any service or to get anything going from that?
2: Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think you kind of hit it on the on the spot where, you know, Miguel Herrera Miguel wants the wingers to, you know, produce those chances. But if he wants to play this, why do you have your two best wingers on the bench? It just doesn't make sense, you know? You have Renato Ibarra, when you know he comes in, he, you know, creates his chances. And we all know what the other lines can do. So if you really want to go with that game plan, it's it's amazing to see um, Ibarra
0: and Cecilio Dominguez starting. It really was. It really, really was. But, again, that's a discussion for a little bit later when we talk about the Puebla game and what we think the lineup is going to be for that. But, uh, yeah, these two players didn't really show up. Uh, didn't... Ugh didn't really show up for much in this game uh, which meant exactly what for the team it meant that we were relying so much on playing through the middle that I think sometimes at times Morelia kind of read it and because of that they kind of planted themselves a little bit good uh you mentioned Mateo Zuribe in the beginning question I think he was crucial to kind of pushing the team forward although mm. he can only do so much when when you got a whole bunch of uh players you know trying to defend you in the end it, it's just frustrating because what we're Nine, ten games into the season now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Regardless of the point, you're you're way pa- you're way past that margin where a team should play as they should play. You know, at this point, a team should have identity, structure, and a form of playing. Whether it's at home, whether it's away, you should be already a full team. And at this point, we don't look like that. We still look like we're trying to get our situation arranged on the pitch when that shouldn't be the case. It looks like we have a starting 11, which is good. At this point, it's good to have a starting 11, but Mm -hmm. from what we've seen, it's this starting 11 sometimes can't produce the results we want on the pitch. And I'm not just talking about scores. I'm talking about passing. I'm talking about movement. I'm talking about structure. I'm talking about all the different ways you're supposed to play on a football pitch you're not seeing that from this starting 11 for the full 90 minutes. And that's what worries me because, yeah, we're sitting in third place right now. But whenever we go up against a team like Cruz Azul or who's, in, who's on top right now? Uh, Cruz, Azul. Cruz Azul and who, who's Pumas. in second place? Pumas, right? Pumas, yeah. Oh, we already played Pumas, so never mind about that. But, if, for example, like you, you're going to go up against a, a, a team that's un, in really good form like Cruz Azul right now. W- what's your plan going to be? try to try to play them against the way we played against Morelia. Cause I couldn't figure out the way we were playing it. I thought at times we were trying to soak in the pressure and relieve with a counter. And at other other times I thought we were trying to take the game to them. And that was within 15 minutes. So I was like, what's going on?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and we we've said this plenty of times too in, in previous podcasts, you know, most of these players have been playing since the Clausura some during the up and through the two last up and through the two as well and you're still seeing this chemistry lacking that's very frustrating too as well
0: it is and it's ridiculous because like you said these players know each other there's a the the most time anyone has the, on that pitch on saturday had with each other was six months
1: that's the yeah, least exactly. amount
0: of time you could have had with knowing playing with these players six months because roger wasn't playing Well, I mean, okay, George Sanchez would be the exception, but everyone else should have already known how to play with each other. Exactly.
1: And and you don't see it.
0: You don't. You don't. And especially going forward, and that's what frustrates me so much because there's moments where you give the ball to Henry, and then Henry tries to hold on to the ball and retain it and then tries to play out to someone, but no one's there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you see Henry doing the movement. You see Henry receives. He, he tries to hold off his defender. That is your indication to go run, make the overlapping pass so he can then play it off to you. It's a simple one-two and go pass. And We can't even seem to do that at times. And what frustrates me even more is when we do want to play forward, when we do want to play creative with quotations because uh, whenever we do try going forward like that, we try to force the pass so much. There's a moment in time on a football pitch when you can do a split pass and there's moments in times where you need to play it safe. And for the most part, we seem to try to force that ball through no matter what. There could be four or five players in the way. Nope, mm-hmm. we're going to try to put that ball through because that means we're going to get an opportunity. And what happens? We we lose it all the time. And the one, no, the two players that do it the most and that frustrate me so much is Ibargüen and Cecilio Dominguez. More Ibargüen than anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, at the same time too, you know, you got to look at it and, you know, look at, look at the passes that they really have put right there. I think you can remember a lot of couple of times too, Oribe possibly even Henry Martin too, losing the ball in the box really can't control it too as well. I mean, yeah, maybe it can be a cleaner pass, but still at the same time you're given that chance, you're given the opportunity and you know, we didn't take a lot of opportunities. I think me and Christian were talking about it too, before the pot started seven shots in the box and only two goals. I mean, I mean, if, if you don't really call that creating chances, then, I mean, it's, it's really something else. I mean, it's not finishing, obviously, because we get two goals out of seven chances in the box. Some, some creativity is there. It's just the lack of really controlling the ball, holding it in the box, and finishing.
0: Yep. America's stats f- so far for shooting are worse than mine on FIFA. So <laughs> that, that has to tell you something. You know, it's ridiculous because, like you said, it's frustrating because, you know, you're creating something. You're obviously not putting them into the back of the net, which is the thing that's worried us the most, not yes. just this season, but if we take it back a whole year, a whole year, this has been the worry, yeah. the most worrisome thing about mm-hmm. it. That's, what, that's why we brought in Roger. Exactly, He's yes. clinical danger mm-hmm. guy, but unfortunately he's been injured, and I don't even think we'll see him against Puebla, to be honest. Uh, and then who knows what kind of Roger we're going to get for the Classico. And it's, just, it's ridiculous. We don't have that target man. And then you see, what what else can you rely on? Ori Baratta, for the past year, wasn't even looking like himself. He's starting to look like himself now. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just that. Henry seems to have lost a bit of faith when it came to finishing. Now he seems to maybe regain it. Although I only saw uh, 45 minutes of Henry after that. I have no idea where he disappeared on the pitch. Yeah,
2: I think that's the problem with Henry. You you see him have you know a couple of good games you know and then I don't know what happens to him I guess he gets to him or something but then he like sort of fades away a little bit and I we don't need that kind of inconsistency right now uh, especially when we're not scoring enough.
0: Yeah yeah guys, and, no, go, go there, but,
1: no no but it's just, it's just a little off topic you know but but you know at the same time you know you bring in Roger and what does that what does that say to Henry I mean that says a lot a of, lot of things to Henry too as well if you're bringing in another striker I mean mm-hmm. it just seems like you lost confidence in him. And total fairness. And then for him yeah. just to not even start, you know, not even get some chances in the opening of the apertura, and him really starting in Mekis I mean, and then now returning to him just because Roger's injured. I mean, still. I mean, at the same time, you know, you gotta you gotta think well, what is that playing on him too as well.
0: But this is this is the thing though. This is what Henry's opportunity is here and now, but I don't yeah. really see him take it taking it by the scruff of the neck. I just see mm-hmm. him. Have a good forty-five minutes, and then after that, he disappears. Whoa,
1: whoa. Okay, okay, but we, we, I mean, um, yeah, it's off topic, still, but we can even go back to Clasura whenever we got Menes, and what what happened? We went, we went to that four-two-three-one and put Menes behind Oribe, and we know that was doing wonders too, as well. And but what does that say to Henry whenever, whenever Oribe's not doing nothing in Clasura, and then Henry gets benched, and then Henry's not getting the opportunity in Clasura as much either.
0: Well, that says that
1: exactly see what what does it say what does it say to henry how how do you think Henry's taking this
2: well right oh. now is, is' the time he needs to approve uh take the chance you know Roger's out Herrera needs to um needs Henry to step up and do something, but he's not doing it
0: and and, and that's the thing though it's just we can we we can argue back and forth as to why Henry Martin isn't getting minutes I have to as to why he's lacking his confidence at the end of the day though. We know how cruel the sport is, especially in that striker position. That is the one position that if you do not constantly keep giving, you're going to be getting dropped out. Literally, you're going to keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So Henry should do this by now, especially in the Liga Mekis, where a Mexican striker is unheard of in the past decade. In the past decade, I'm not talking about years. I'm talking about decades decades here, okay? So Henry needs to go out there and demonstrate it year after year after year. He did good things in Cholos, moved over here to America, saw that he was doing good things. But then, of course, we bench him for Menes. Was the wrong move by Piojo, but it was the right move in the sense of what's going to sell you more, Henry Martin or this Frenchman that used to play in the Champions League, okay? That's not the right move to me, tactically speaking. But it ended up working itself out in the end. Menes had some good game for us, had some good partnerships with Río Peralta, yada, yada, yada. Now, Henry, I told you, was going to have a very, very crucial Copa Mekis. He's he's lived up to that moment so far. Mm-hmm. So now he gets his opportunity in the league. Yet he hasn't done it to that extent. We praise him for the goal against Pumas, which, fantastic. I haven't felt that, emo- that much emotion off a goal in such a long time. But... What happened? Okay, so then he goes and we go play against Lobos. What what happens there? He has, what, two Chilenas that he tries, one that almost completely goes into the back of the net, and then dies out after that too in the Copa Mekis and then just okay. keeps going and keeps going. And then we're going to get to that point where and it's going to be the super classical. Henry's going to be on the bench again. Roger's going to be there. And then that's it. We're going to end up just giving Henry the mantle of the Copa Mekis striker again, because mm-hmm. he hasn't taken it. And this Puebla match is going to be so important for him because if he does not come out with a goal or some pretty good assist, I can bet you that Pioca is going to say, okay, Henry, back to the bench. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. And it's not fair. Because we should be giving Harry more. Because uh, if you want to, it's it's well noted that if you want a player to grow, if you want a player to keep repeatedly getting success on the pitch, you need to keep giving him minutes. You need to keep, keep, keep giving him the time. But guess what? We live in a world of football where, especially this in this league, everything is so cramped. Everything is so... Uh, time uh, sensitive that you don't really get those minutes. You don't really get that time. It's you have ninety minutes, and if you don't produce anything within those ninety, well, guess what? You're gonna be long gone and forgotten within the next ninety minutes. And that's the thing. Henry's yeah. gotten one, two, three games now under his belt. That's a that's that's a hundred and twenty minutes if my math is not wrong, and I hope it isn't. <laughs> 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 but it's uh it's it's hundred and twenty minutes where he hasn't even produced a goal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the most worrisome part. And Yes, he's got. He's had a little bit of chances here and there, and yes, maybe América hasn't played to his strength, but he he needs to go out there and do something. And I just feel like he hasn't. Like we said, a good forty-five minutes against Morelia, second half, I don't know where Henry went, and I know he played the full ninety.
1: Look, okay, okay. Look, I know, I know, we're off topic. I, I, you know, I completely agree. We're way off topic, but you know, in the end, you know. at the same time, I feel like you're describing Oriba too at the same time as well. You know, obviously, you know, we go back, you know, tactically, you know, it wasn't fair for Henry to stick in Menes and keep keep Oriba after Oriba's playing the performance oh, no. he wasn't No, no, but but why wasn't Henry given that chance too as well to play with Menes? You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean but I mean yeah, but like like we said, we shouldn't speculate that much because we're in the now. Right now, we, we don't have minutes. We're waiting for the glassuda to have minutes back, so we shouldn't even really be talking about minutes right now. And you know, obviously, you bring in Roger, like I said. You know, it shoots him down a little bit, and so you know, now you got to think. You know, why isn't Henry giving this chance, possibly over Arriba?
0: Because you just said it yourself. In that, in your own, in your own argument, you 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 gave yourself your answer. You, or you put out the Henry Martin, who's who's not well, who's who's well more known. Oribe. Or or He's always gonna win. He's always going to win. And I'll tell you why, though, because this is even way more <laughs> off a tangent that, you, that is going <laughs> to leave us out of nowhere in the podcast. But we know that this sport is no longer a sport. This sport is a business. This sport is a yes. business. If you bench one of your players who is selling you tickets, selling you jerseys, selling you commercials, it's, it's, it's going to make no sense, right? Mm-hmm. So Oribá it, it, is always going to have that. One, because he sells. Two, because he has his track record, his history, a gold cup, uh, a gold cup, uh, a gold uh, medal winner, you know, a two-time, uh, you know, player that's been going to the World Cup, a player with experience and yada, yada, yada. He's always going to have that over Henry Martin, which is why I believe Piojo prefers to put uh, Peralta. I'm not saying it's right because you and me both were calling for Oriol Peralta to hit, hit the bench countless mm-hmm. of times last year, countless of times last yes. year. We never got that, but... The sad thing is, though, Oribe, with his kind of track record, is always going to have preference over these newer, younger, maybe even better players. Because I I could see Henry being a lot better than Oribe Peralta. I see a lot more qualities in Henry than I do in Oribe. Mm -hmm. But, like we said, you don't take these opportunities, you don't take these chances, what's going to happen? You're going to ride the bench. And that's the sad b- thing about it because I could promise you in the Copa Mekis, he could probably have a thousand goals and we will still not see him play in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay. and that's just that. And that's the sad thing about it too. But I mean, that was our little tangent, <laughs> 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 but I mean, right. we'll have to wait and see what happens with Henry. I, I would hope, I would hope that he gets uh, a pretty good performance against Pueblo. But for the most part, like I said, in the first 45 minutes, so i things from him. After that, no idea what happened. I was surprised, though, that he did not get taken off for uh, Diego Linus. Um, but I came out, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, Which I think was yeah, a strong it was, it was... I, think, I was like, wow, is this the beginning of the end? But, I mean, there's your chance right
2: there, Dylan, you know? Yeah, we, all, exactly. we, we all predicted Linus would, would come in for Henry, but no, it was for Oriva. So, you know, if Henry's saying the full 90, you know, let's, uh, let's produce a little bit more.
0: That's true. That's true. But, I mean, we'll go off of that. And now let's talk about the wonder kid that was uh, Georgie Sanchez with that fantastic, fantastic goal. I know Kadi, who's in the group chat right now, uh, was telling me that she's waiting to hear my opinions on him. Some would say I have a vendetta against him, as Dylan once pointed it out on uh, (laughs) on the podcast. I don't. I don't specifically, but I do criticize these kids heavily because of the institution that they represent and because I know what is going to be asked of them in that institution as well. I'm not the only fan that's going to criticize him and I'm probably not going to be the only one to ever uh, recall some of his mistakes but I will say this, in that left back position, oh my goodness he is amazing fantastic and I'd much rather see him on the left than on the right.
2: I don't know I much. That's you true. I told you guys he could play both. I know you, I, yeah. And then the ideal would be Jorge on the left and Pablo Aguilar on the right and take Luis Reyes out because Luis Reyes has not performed for me this season. So this was a change I wanted to see, and it brought me a
0: smile to my face when this um, when this came to fruition. And it's true, though, because I don't know about you guys, but it reminds me so much a little bit about Miguel Layún in the sense that Layún starts off as a right back, works his way to the left, dominates that left-hand side, scores wonderful goals, Through that left hand side. And what did he do this weekend? He scored an absolute screamer on that left hand side because I don't know about you guys, but when you see him play left back rather to right back, he has a little bit more sense of okay, I have liberty to go forward, but still knows how to track back. But sometimes in the right back position, I feel like he gets lost in between transitions. Mm -hmm. And in that left hand side, I didn't really see it as much.
2: Right.
0: And you know, funny enough though, we saw him in a friendly debut on the left-hand side against Morelia. And funny enough that he comes and plays in the league on the left-hand <laughs> side and scores against Morelia. Mm-hmm. So maybe Morelia is like his, you know, go-to team. But it's it, it's nice to see him produce what he produced. Uh, absolutely amazing goal. I will yeah. say this, though. It came out of nowhere because I had no idea how we were going to score. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought we were going to lose that ball because no one opened up. No one checked in. No one was even trying to make a run in. And then George was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take it, and he took yeah. it, and it came out to be the best decision.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's good, though. I like to
2: yeah. see us taking chances like, like that. You know, not wasted uh, the ball when we're in the final
0: third. Just take a chance. Maybe who knows? It'll go in. Oh, and then it went, and it was fantastic, fantastic. But I was talking to one of my uh, teammates from my Sunday league team. He's an older gentleman already, and um, he was. We were we were talking about the game, and we were discussing about it, and he said, "America didn't really play with." much he didn't they didn't really play for much and I told him I know he's like when they f- scored that first goal it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere and he was right because in leading up to that I didn't really have a sense of oh my gosh we're going to score in minute now I had a sense of oh my gosh we're going to go into the first 45 minutes nil nil and I still don't see where we're going to be able to get anything out of this but, yeah, yeah George Sanchez comes with a great goal, and i think I think that shapes a little bit of our mentality and perspective because then we go on and then we go and try to score more goals mm-hmm. in the second half yeah
1: yeah and 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 you know going going back to the goal, but you know, like you said changes the mentality too, um you know, just just those things you gotta clean up too that I've mentioned too, you know just controlling the ball, controlling that pass, too. Um, I didn't feel like we necessarily lacked creativity. I mean, to an extent we did. But you did see some chances created, too. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Oriba even Henry have to control that ball, have to really keep it right there. You know, I still remember that Oriba. I think he had a chance on goal, but it went straight to the keeper. I mean, you know, those, those are just those ones that you got to bury, you know. I think we've said that plenty of times, too. You know, Oriba having those easy chances, but he just doesn't bury them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, Oribe, Cecilio. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We were not we're not putting the ball in the back of the net. And that's like we said, the most worrisome part about it, which is what led us to our tangent. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's 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 just ridiculous. I mean, you you you'd expect more. You'd expect more from this team. Um, and this was the perfect opportunity. Morelia was in a bad position. They had just lost against Queretaro 4 0. I told you guys on Friday when we had this podcast. The most important thing we could do is score that first goal, put Morele under pressure, have them worried, and we did. And guess what? We had chance after chance after chance to put three, four, five goals into the back of the net, walk away with a very, very good goal margin, and probably right now be sitting in second place.
2: Definitely, yeah. We just don't take the
0: chances, though, and it hopefully it doesn't uh, end up hurting us in the end. But we're America, so it does end up hurting us mm-hmm. in the end. Because it, it's year after year. You already know this. It's, it's yeah. like those moments where I told you, it's like in games where we could have won and we drew. It always comes back to haunt us. And these goals that you do not score will eventually come back to haunt you. And guess what? They almost did in those first in those ninety minutes against Morelia because Morelia then goes off and scores again. Scores again. Scores for the first time off a header, which I would have to say it was it was a pretty good cross, but I. I'm curious to see what was the what was the defending in that in that situation.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know either. You you really question with Edson and Aguilera right there. I mean, just I don't know how, how would you describe that to be honest.
2: And it's weird how we always say it's Edson. You know, like Edson's always in that mix when it's a uh, aerial ball. Like, is that something we have to go over and practice?
0: Actually, I, this is what I think, and I. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think Edson is just trying to cover for Emmanuel Aguilera's probably bad positioning. And I think he's trying to anticipate the cross. And in doing so, he kind of loses track. Because he's trying to cover two two men, basically. Yeah. He's saying, I can't really trust Aguilera, so I have to maybe make up a little bit for his slack. But at the same time, I also have to keep uh, an eye out on my, my player. And mm-hmm. then he's, he's caught in the crosshairs. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to try to anticipate and because of so... The ball goes through. That could be one thing. That could be one thing. I could be wrong, but it for me it seems like Edson's trying to pull, uh, work double here.
2: Have trust in your teammate. I think that's yeah, where I mean, you guys say the partnership comes in handy. You know, maybe that was Bruno about this. Would he have done that? Who knows? Because you know, Edson and Bruno understand each other more, so maybe he would have like, okay, you know what? I trust Bruno. Bruno got this, so let me worry about my man, and you know, let Bruno do him.
0: Yeah, and it was. It, I I do feel it was a sense of miscommunication. Uh, in that goal. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's just, you can't put yourself in that position. With no. With 20 minutes not.
2: to go. Exactly.
0: 20 minutes but, to go.
2: And that's been our problem all season. You know, from the 75th minute and on, we've conceded six goals. Like, we, we have this problem where, uh, supposedly, maybe we get too comfortable and then we just let them come and they score on us and then they put us in, puts us in these situations like this where we, where we have to worry now because, you know, one one bad breakaway counter by them and now the game's set up. And now we just lost three points. So, you know, I think America has to do a better job in closing out the matches. Uh, like you said, like Morita scored this goal. You know, you kind of felt like that, you know, like that bit of um how can I say like maybe like anxious, like anxiousness from the team. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like, you were, you sh- were, like, were, were like crap. Like points? exactly, like, oh my god, like this is it. You know, we're we gonna are we really
0: gonna drop points here right now? Like, we can't do that. And I think the most frustrating part about it was that before that goal. We were actually playing really good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as much as, we, as much as we like to criticize and say we didn't put the ball in the back of the net, blah, 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 which is true. And if you think about it, it's still us playing good football. It's still us playing very well, understanding, playing as a team the way we want to see them play. Not putting it in the back of the net, that's a whole different story. But... I would like this America side to play like that for a full ninety minutes, not in between the first and ninetieth. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, so. I mean that's what you that's what you wish for. But I mean, like really, you know, like when's the last time you've seen that?
0: Uh, when's was the last time I saw that probably when we beat uh, Pumas at uh, at their home stadium in the Liga for was it four zero or three zero? I can't remember. 1-3-1. 4-1.
2: Four one, four one, four one. Yes,
0: four one. That was the last time I actually saw the team play with very yeah. convinc- uh very good convincing uh, plays and passing and all that stuff. That's the last time I actually enjoyed watching them fully for full ninety minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, this is probably a different topic. You know, we don't got to go on to it, but you know, you, it's just frustrating. You know, this team has struggled with consistency for so long, and you you still question it. You know, with the players that you got. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're. Just, I mean, on paper we look like we have one of the strongest teams on in, in the league. Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: on the pitch, it's a whole different story. On the pitch,
2: pitch yeah. story,
0: yes. But we'll leave that at that. Two one is the end result. I mean, should we talk a little bit about the impact of Renato Ibarra and Diego Laines? Because I think they were minimal. In yeah, the- I was about to say there. that
2: they really didn't contribute as much as I wanted them to. Oh, well.
0: And. I think it's just because of the I mean you know you bring them on and you kind of and by doing so you disrupt the rhythm of the team, so now it's like you're trying to catch up these two players to what the team was already doing, and by doing so, the team then kind of backtracks and you're not on the same level as you were ten five minutes ago when you made that substitution now don't get me wrong though it's it's good to see them go out there i think uh I think Linus maybe played a little bit better than Ibarra. The thing that frustrates me so much about Diego Linus is, is the fact that he gets himself in such wonderful, wonderful positions, but no one wants to play him the ball.
2: Yeah, I saw a couple of times where he was wide open, put his hands up, like, listen, guys, I'm right here, I'm wide open, why why aren't you passing me the ball? And um, it's, uh, it's frustrating to see because, you know, we know what he's capable of doing and, you know, the danger that he brings to the final third.
0: He just literally, you know... Ran circles around the U.S. men's national team defense, and we still haven't given him confidence to give yeah. him the ball and do his thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for another topic, but I mean, it's just it's it's frustrating to see him come on. You know what he's capable of doing, but the team not really giving him that much playing. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I see. You.
0: So we walk away with three points, three points though, three bitter points at the end because it feels like we were robbed of more goals and of a better spectacular opportunity. Yet we walk away and we sit third at the table because of it. Gentlemen, anything else you want to add on? No. Um, no, I mean,
1: I think we talked about everything. I think I, I, think I really said, you know, just uh, average performance from the team at best, I think, you know, Um, We still can do better. You know, I want to see this team do better, you know, because this is this is the tough part of the schedule now of the season. And so, you know, it has to get better.
0: It is like I mentioned to you, Christian, last week. It's 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 do or die now at this point. You're going up against, you know, oppositions that should already be, you know, a a full team that that they know what they're playing for. They know what they're doing. And because of it, you know, you need to be able to do the same now. We'll have to wait and see how the team performs, how the team goes about it. But Dylan is right. It's do or die at this point. Definitely.
1: Yeah, every right. point's going to
0: count. It is. Every single point. Every single point. But we walk away with three at home. It should still feel a little bit nice to walk away with something, uh, especially on what was Mexican Independence Day, Eve, because Mexican Independence Day is the 16th. Mm-hmm. But it, it was nice to walk away with something. But uh, uh the the stadium entrances were about seventy five cents U S dollars. What did you guys take about that?
2: And twenty one thousand win. Uh, it's, I get it. Well, I don't know. I was watching a a vlog. This guy that goes to every America game. I don't know if you guys know him. But I was watching the vlog. He was mentioning how it's uh it's very difficult for the people to go on Saturday only because of the holiday. But I mean I don't know. I don't know what what to take away from that.
0: And the other thing is too, it's raining. Not a lot of people go to the stadium when it's raining. Yeah. It's,
2: uh, I, don't, I don't like that excuse, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's just it's true. Like, mm. it, it's, it's been going oh, no, on. Yeah, yeah, punches.
1: yeah. Um, Ponchos. Yeah, exactly. like, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know how people are. Cause have what, what happens, umbrellas. What happens any, everywhere and anywhere where, when it rains? So
1: basically, I was I, I was one of those people that if it's raining, he's not gonna go out. Oh man, <laughs> even. No, oh, but
0: no, what happens? Me, what me. happens? Okay, this is where I'm trying to go. What happens to the roads when it rains? And don't say they get wet. <laughs> <laughs> they get slippery. No, what happens <laughs> to the? What happens to? There's traffic. There's traffic. Yeah. traffic but there's always
2: traffic everywhere. If it's yeah, a nice or... day, if it's a nice day, and you have fifty thousand people, it's not gonna be traffic when you come outside.
0: Ah, but still, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to give somewhat of a reason. But you know what? I don't live there, so I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you fully. Fifteen I was pesos like, for our entrance at the Azteca. When was the last time that even happened? You know what? Oh man. If we would have known that they were gonna be that cheap, we should have bought like a, a couple and gave some away to the people down there. It that
2: would
0: be so have been cool. Courtesy of the Eagle Eye podcast. Now I feel bad. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, All right, gentlemen. We're going to move on on to our next topic. And uh, before so, we want to thank every single one of you guys who are out here in the group chat and uh, on the live chat. Excuse me. I always say group chat for some reason. Thank you to everyone who's come out and joined us and uh, given their comments, giving us their questions, and uh, really interacting with us. People, we are so close to that 4 mark on Twitter. We are getting so close to even bigger and better numbers that we are super, super excited. We are what? We're 11?
1: 39. Yeah, we're 11. Right
0: the time of recording, we are 11 followers from that 400 mark, so make sure you tell everyone, everyone and their mama that they should go follow the Eagle Eye podcast because we'll mm-hmm. be giving a nice little cheeky little giveaway at the 400 mark, and when we get to that 500 mark, oh boy, will you guys be ready to see what we got in store for you. But in order to get there, we need your guys' help. We need your guys' support. I know you guys have done so much for us, and we're asking for so much more. But we know that because of you, we can have this beautiful and wonderful community. Shout out to everyone who's out here right now. Mr. Chicken Biscuit, Cari Torres, uh, Mr. Leyva, as always. La Resaca Americanista wishing me a uh, happy birthday. Thank you so much, Resaca, for, for coming out here and uh, you know, being part of the nation as well. Everyone, thank you. Thank you so so much. Gentlemen, anything you want to say before we proceed?
1: Happy birthday, Evan. <laughs>
0: oh, I was gonna wait till the end, but all right. Oh. <laughs> we'll wait, till the, we'll wait yeah, till, till the end. We'll wait till the
2: end.
0: Sick. I'll say happy birthday to myself till until the end. We'll save it. We'll save it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, shout out to Chris. Everyone, thank you so much. And uh and also I leave this little part to Mr. Christian. He's gonna have As always, the trivia segment in which he is going to get you guys a question. You guys will have an answer. And because of that, you guys will get points. And from what I'm hearing around the office, that prize for the trivia, wow, is is it going to be a good one? So make sure you guys do answer those questions. We're a bit unfortunate that we can't enter the competition, but I guess, hey, that's the life of the host, right? So Christian, (laughs) take it away. Give these wonderful, wonderful people the opportunity to get themselves
2: some points definitely well i'm gonna need you to put the link in the chat but this again guys thank you for supporting the pod and this if you guys answer this question correctly you will get 20 points tacked on i've updated the scoreboard so i'll i'll tweet that out after the show if if you guys want to check out how you guys are doing but yes thank you again for all the support and um yeah that prize is uh it's cooking up to be something good for you guys so thank you again i can't say thank you enough and uh yeah good luck in this in this week's question
0: so what is the question? Just so, you know, people can have it out there.
2: Okay. The question is, in what year did America play in their first FIFA Club World Cup? Oh, easy.
0: 1998. That is not, do not use that answer, people. That is, <laughs> that is, <wrong. laughs> that is completely, completely wrong. Um, uh, but that's actually a good one. That's a really good one because it, 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 it makes you Google because <laughs> let's be honest half of us are using google to yeah, answer it's all right. but hey even if google is a power people are still getting some of these wrong so Ooh.
2: <laughs> interesting but it, <laughs> it, 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 make, it makes for good competition though so not everyone has the
0: same points that is true mm-hmm. that is true all right well with that trivia question out of the way make sure you guys do go respond how much time do they have christian
2: they'll have Hmm, let's see. They'll have an hour, no?
0: They have an hour. An so hour. So let's go out so and answer 10.45 that
2: my time. 9.45 Dylan's time. And 6.45 Seven. your time. No, 7.45. I was close.
0: Look at that. Learning time one podcast at a time. Yes. And, uh, well, with that said, gentlemen, let's move on to our preview of the Puebla match. This is going to be Friday. I know some of you do not like those Friday night matches. Nah, they're all right. I mean, I mean, if I watch them Friday, I have nothing to do for the weekend anymore. So, like, what are you talking about? There's, oh well, I mean, in regards to that time, yes, go out and yeah, yeah, I guess go out and (laughs) go out and preach the word of America.
2: Or maybe Atlanta United is playing this weekend. Who knows?
0: No, 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 forget about it. Look, oh. I, I got you. We can all plan that. Look, Look at this. You're gonna, you, you have the beautiful, the beautiful opportunity that you live in New York. So, what you're gonna do is you're gonna get in full America gear, outfit, bandana, hat, uh, flag, and everything. Go to the office. You're gonna, you're gonna go, and you're gonna drive downtown in Times Square, and you're Thanks. gonna, and you're That's just, a nightmare. you're gonna get a megaphone, and you're just gonna mm-hmm. preach the word of America. You're gonna say, Hear me, hear me all. The year was 1916 in October when everything was founded and people will come up to you and they will think you're preaching and you are, you're giving them the word of America. Lord, you,
1: you, know, you know what? You know, I, I was telling you, just forget about Atlanta United. The other galaxy aren't even close to the playoff
0: spot. Oh God. Are we playing them?
1: I don't
0: know. Oh, I was like, no, I, I'm sure going to stay away from the TV then. <laughs> okay. Well, We'll go. We'll, this has just been the, the 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 podcast for tangents. All right, so yes. let's move on Puebla. to the important part. America versus Puebla. We're going away to Puebla. It's our second time being there after playing Lobos. WAP. We're going up against a Puebla side that. Well, I don't really know what we can say about this Puebla side.
2: Inconsistent to say to say the, to say the most, in my opinion.
0: So, yeah. I mean, in a sense, that should be a little bit worrisome because we don't know what Puebla we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. I mean. Recently, they haven't been that that
2: bad, but, I mean, they've only lost, I think, one. I think they're on the three-game winning streak. Okay. Including league and Copa. The last loss, I think, was against Pachuca, if I'm not mistaken. So, can correct me in the chat, but I think I'm on the ball.
0: Okay. Now, here's the thing. What's up? Going into this match, you would think, America vs. Puebla, Mm -hmm. easy, simple. Three points in the bag, just walk away. But... For the longest time now, Puebla has been a thorn in our sides, and we have yet to be able to concede a good result against them in a while. I remember them coming to the Azteca and beating us. I remember last season in which we thought, yeah, this was going to be a pretty good walk in the park, and guess what? They walked away with a victory. It's just 3-1. Yes, 3-1, specifically 3-1. And it's just against Puebla. I don't know what Puebla we're going to get, and I sure as hell don't know what America we're going to get.
2: Mm-hmm. This, this kind of means... rhymes like like Leon. Sorry to cut you off, but like it's like kind of a Leon thing, you know. Like you know, we can't really seem to get a result against Leon for some whatever reason. But yeah, it's like one of those teams.
0: And I don't know why, but the Stadio coctemoc always, for some reason, is not the friendliest of places for us to go.
1: When is it ever friendly? Huh? When is it like ever friendly to go on the road somewhere though?
0: Um. Let's see. What's one place where we always go on the road and you can walk away with a couple of points?
1: Chivas stadium.
2: Exactly. Chivas stadium. <laughs> I like
0: that. We've we've been pretty decent there. Um. um Atlas League? Yeah, lately, we've been a little decent there. Oh, Estadio Azul. I mean, yeah. We got we, we got. we were getting pretty good results there. Yeah. But that stadium is no longer with us. I mean, there's been moments where América has been good away. It's just lately there's just these, there's just these stadiums where you know you're going in there, and you're like, great, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough to get anything out of this one. And yeah. I guess Puebla, yeah. that's that's the same situation here. And a lot I mean, of people think, well, it's Puebla. Like, what are you, what are you guys worried about? Is It's the sense that it is Puebla. That's what I'm worried about the most. Is I don't know what I'm gonna get from this team, and I don't know what I'm getting from my own team. That I just I feel like this is gonna be up in the air until the 90th minute. Isn't Puebla, like,
2: America-friendly, though? Because didn't we have, like, a lot of America fans go to the game against Lobo's block?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that we're not going to feel like we're at home. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's just when we go play at Puebla against one of the, uh, against them, it's just something seems to kind of just switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless of my sports, my sports fan superstitious, let's talk the facts. Let's talk exactly what we can talk about. And we know that we're coming into this game on a two-winning streak, correct?
1: Correct. And Right. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we beat Lobos Bob, and then we beat Morelia, and now. You, boom, boom boom have won't have won't the the game,
1: before, yeah, the Boomers game is for the international break. No, the yeah, are not but then we beat we beat
2: Dorados too. So if you want to count Copa, we're on a
0: three-game winning streak, actually. Yeah. There you go. Point is, the team is feeling it at this point. Yes, we haven't lost since the Leon game. Right, which is important that we stay that way because like Dylan mentioned, it's do or die at this point of the season. Now, we should be feeling ourselves in a very good position. The only thing that worries me is what we were talking about earlier, the fact that this team doesn't seem to play as a team for the full 90 minutes.
2: Yes, that's my main concern.
0: Now, how do we fix that coming up into this game?
1: I mean... I mean, you. What is? I mean, there shouldn't really be nothing to fix, really. I mean, you like we said, most of these players have been playing for about at the minimum six months. I mean, what's there to really fix? I mean, these players know each other and now. It's just, you know, maybe it should
2: yeah. be. Yeah. Maybe try to retain more possession going from the seventy fifth minute and on, because that's where we seem to be lacking the most. Um, I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I can think of, to be honest.
0: I like that. And my fix is a fix that I know Piojo will never do. And is change formations.
2: Yeah, I can see that too.
0: My formation is very simple. It's very easy. It's very broad. It's four four well, technically it's a four, one, two, one, two. And let me paint the picture to you. It's actually a very central formation. It's very narrow. It's you're back four. In that center defensive mid row, you put in Guido. A little bit up and over to the right is Mateos Uribe. A little bit up and to the left is the left center mid. And on top of them is a cam. And then on top, you have your two strikers, which at this point is Henry and Uribe. Okay. What am I eliminating there? You lost me. How come on? This is not. This was not meant to be a trick question. I, <laughs> I, what feel like I was I eliminated from our lineup in this formation. A Left mid. A left mid. Not just that. The wingers. There you go. I've eliminated wingers. Why though? Why have I eliminated the wingers?
1: Because you don't like none of the wingers we got right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Exactly. <laughs> We're trying to play what? out through the wings. It's not working for us. Yeah. The wingers we have right now are not producing for us it looks like we're going to be down a couple of players coming up against Puebla. Why not play to our team's strength, which is down the middle. We've known this and we've seen the team flourish because of this play down the middle and just go and play out that way. And don't resort to trying to play the ball out wide Mm -hmm. and try to get something out of Cecilio Dominguez and him trying to take on six, seven players when he could have just easily have passed the ball.
2: And I think I like this because it, it doesn't greatly, like, it's not going to say that we're not going to get counterattacked, but if we do, it seems like we have enough bodies in the back to you know, kind of prevent anything from happening. So I do agree with your formation. I think I like I would like to see that. Will that ever happen? Like you
0: said, uh, I, don't, no, I don't think no, so. No, no, but, It's not uh, going to happen, though. Uh, be uh, able to, restrict yeah. to two formations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His 4-4-2, four, four, which he then tries to be a little bit, you know, creative and make it a 4-1-1. Mm-hmm. but it's either that or 532. Yeah. He doesn't very off of that. He doesn't ever vary off of that. Why? I have no idea. Yeah, but
2: this is around the time where, I
0: don't I know. I feel like this is the perfect time for us to go into a much more narrow formation, down the middle, play down mm-hmm. the middle, play through through the midfield, then to play out wide because by us playing out wide, we, we kind of stretch ourselves a bit thin. And as much as we're trying to stretch the field to open up spaces, what we're really doing is just we're telling the opposition, hey, we're going to play out wide. All you really need to do is make sure you cover those gaps in the wings and make sure that you guys stay very central in regards to marking our def- our forwards. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Now nah, that's just me. But, again, I'm not Piojo, and I'm not in charge of uh, of these guys. So we'll have to wait and see. But – we can most likely assure ourselves that we're going with that four-four-two. So, gentlemen, it's that time of the podcast. Give me your predicted line of four uh, for Friday. And then we'll talk about possible absences. Okay.
2: I guess I'll start. Go for it. Okay, go All right.
0: Ahead. I'll have Marcin net, that.
2: Paola Aguilar on the right. Edson and Luna Valdez in the middle. And if Jorge Sanchez is available, I'll take Jorge Sanchez on the left. Um... On the left, I'll have Cecilia Dominguez. In the middle, I have Mateo Zenguido. On the right-hand side, I will put Renato Ibarra. And up top,
1: it's Oribe and Henry. I mean, yeah, I mean, I really think that's your strongest lineup at this point. It's, it's it's, just, it's, yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's, especially if, you know, I, I know you're going to talk about absences in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have but, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be really crucial if, um, uh, uh, Sanchez is going to be ready. I mean, uh, it's speculation right now, but I mean, I know that he didn't finish uh, training as a precaution, but right now, I mean, you just don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, let's let's put out a lineup just in case these players aren't able to make it. So, who is your left back in that situation?
1: Exactly. Who is your left back? Vargas is out. Vargas is out, yeah. And you don't Vargas-
0: have no those players. can play, but they don't want to risk them.
1: Yeah, they're going to wait until they play Chivas.
0: So, who's your left back? Edson. And then you put
2: Imanela Igal- uh, Aguilera and Bruno Valdez in the send- in the mid. Unless you want to bring out someone from-, from La Cantera, then you can do that as well.
0: I have your left back. And he goes by the name Tony Lopez.
2: You can play left back,
1: too? No. I know that, no. I know you
0: don't like it. You don't like it, no. but USA during the Super Clásico USA.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I know. I know, but. That's what Super... we're going to
0: resort to. We're going to resort to that because I don't – if the Sanchez situation, you know, worst-case scenario is that he does have a knock and they won't risk him uh, for Friday, then you have to put in someone there who has shown that he can play there. And I have to give it to Tony Lopez. He had one hell of a game against Chivas in that left-back position. I didn't Mm -hmm. like him there. I thought he flourished more in the left mid than anything else. But I think if it's going to – you know, if push comes to shove, we might see that. And uh, we, we might see Tony Lopez in that position.
1: I mean, still, though, still, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's risk, that's a risky move.
2: Like you said, you know, this is the part of the season where I don't think a draw or a loss will benefit us in any single – I mean, it never does, obviously, but more in this part of the season when you have arguably the hardest uh, schedule coming up for us, so – do you really want to risk that against a Puebla that, you know, that, that we've known to struggle with at home as well? So they're feeling the informed.
0: The, the question is, though, who you put in there. You don't have anyone else that you say, okay, has experience there and can absolutely, you know, put himself in that position. Vargas is out. Reyes yeah. is out. Georgie probably is going to be out too. Who else then except Canterano? And that's about it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you no, know, I... This this is this is the point in time. You know I you know I respect the move. You know Adolfo Cruz going to Necaxa, but you know this is the point in time where I think uh, Aldo Cruz could have stepped up too as well.
0: Our good friend Chris forty five mentions Oswaldo Leon from the Sub-20, who has played there in Copa America's before. That's what
2: I'm saying. You bring us on from the Cantera. time to shine.
0: These are two Canteranos that I'm talking about. Lopez yeah. And Leon, yet I've mentioned them both, and you've shaken your head, Dylan at at both of their names.
1: I mean it's just I mean really I mean what has what has Leon showed really? I mean yeah, I mean Mm -hmm. you know he he has his times, he has his moments. But then again, you know, he has his batting bad times bad times too as well. His bad moments too as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, I saw, you know, I seen Tony Lopez, you know, do some good stuff against Chivas in that friendly game in L.A. But, you know, at the same time, you know, Christian has a point, too. You know, this isn't the time, you know, just to go out and, you know, do it at the same time. You know, this it's not an experiment, you know. It's whether he can go get the job done. And, you know, it's – it's different from Copa Mekis. It's different from, you know, that friendly, even though, you know, yeah, you know, it was a classical feeling, you know, the atmosphere was good and everything. But it's a different feeling, you know, playing the exactly. Mekis it's in Mexico.
2: More, more relaxed game, you know, no, not really that much pressure on you. I mean, I was going to ask you guys a question, and I'm kind of ashamed I don't know this, but can Paola play left back?
0: No, a little bit. But so if, if,
2: if It's not better. Then so you put Bruno and Aguilera in the middle.
0: I mean, as much as that sounds like a, the right move to make, I don't see Piojo making it. No, yeah, obviously, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. Yeah.
2: Anything we talk about in terms of tactical or it will never happen. But, I mean, I'm just putting that out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, I mean, what, what Christian is saying, you know, ball on the left, it's not on the right. You know, I think that's, you know, the best tactical move you can make if, if Sanchez is out. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's, you, we know that's not what Piojo's going to do.
2: So, hopefully, he's ready. That's pretty much. Plenty. We're trying to say that. Hopefully, he's ready to play.
0: Definitely. But I think I think this has a simple solution. You call back Osman Maris from loan and you know, problem solved.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought I thought Maris was, was gone. I thought he was like left to like like, he was, like uh, I don't know, someone agent.
0: can correct me, but I think he's on loan uh wherever he's at right now.
1: No no no, I could I could have sworn I read some report that America was gonna let like Kim and Munoz and everything like that. Once their loan ended, that was the end of their contract too. Oh, yes.
0: It, 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 it. They were going to yeah. buy out their, their yeah. cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Looks like we're still in the same situation. But actually, let me shed some light on what the Georgie Sanchez situation it looks like. Last thing I read was uh, actually he didn't finish training because he kind of rolled a little bit of his ankle. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't that he was actually hurt. He, they just didn't want him to continue training just That's to cool. kind of re- rest and relax. So yeah. it looks That's like it looks like it's not too bad. So we can most likely assure ourselves that he's going to be there against Puebla. Mm-hmm. We'll just so keep you, you guys the trip. updated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and Linus made the trip, correct?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And uh well let's talk a little bit about Linus. It looks like he, after Bruno Valdez... Okay, bro. Oh,
1: tell me, what the hell is Bruno going in like that in training? Please tell me. I don't give a damn bunch as much as much the scene situation. What is Bruno about this doing that, dude? Please tell me. Somebody, please explain. Somebody, step up and tell me, please.
0: He's doing his job. <laughs> but, but really, dude, in training. Come on, now, man. Okay, put yourself in Bruno's shoes. He just rode the bench. Uh, he just rode the bench against Morelia. And it looks like Aguilera has his spot. He He's not on good terms because of the red cards he's picked up. And he had a poor performance against Pumas. What does he have to do to prove to Piojo that he's ready to go? Well, he has to give 110% at practice. Which means going into these dumb, stupid challenges, reckless sometimes. So he can show himself, hey, I'm going to give my all on practice so is. I can give my there all during it's the game. Dumb,
1: there it is. Dumb, stupid challenges, bro. I'm, bro, I'm telling you. Uh,
2: you really
1: like Osmar Mares over Tamulio? No, nah, I was just <laughs> joking around. <laughs> I was about to say. I was, I
2: was about to say. Oh, my God.
1: But, 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 but still, man, that, that's, the whole, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. I mean, really, like, we'll go back to the last time we don't really had a handful of stupid, dumb challenges. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, like, in training, I mean, you, you want to go out and prove your point, dude, after you got benched, but you got to do something stupid and reckless. I mean that that's that's what's dumb to me. That that's what that's that's what's dumb.
0: I mean, I get that's it. Not,
1: that's not proving your point. That's not proving. That's not proving your presence. That's not proving your dominance, bro. That's just going on, just being stupid and reckless, like you said. That's not proving that he needs to be back in there. If you really wanted to, do, if you really wanted to prove it, you wouldn't have done that.
0: I think he was just. I think he was trying to go in, and and yes, he was a bit reckless, in which it happens at training. Let's just be lucky that he didn't break Linus, yes. And that he, uh, that Linus looks like looks like it's just a knock. It looks like right. it's just a knock. Worst case scenario, he'll miss this game. That's about yes, it. but
2: that's, that's about, about it. it. It needs to be about it because our next game after that is Chivas, and we need
1: Linus for Chivas. Oh, he's not going
0: to start against Chivas though. He's going to uh, be uh, an impact sub against what? Uh, I
1: yeah, yeah. I don't think Linus is start against Chivas either.
0: Trust me. <laughs> It won't yeah, he be, won't. You won't see Linus start for America until the clausura.
2: Yes, but yes, yes, you're correct, yes.
0: I mean, he's not going to get any
2: action against Puva so there's no reason for him to start against Chihuahua. So, yes, you're all right there. But as, a, as in terms of a super sub kind of move, you know, Linus would be one of the best options coming off the bench.
0: And yes. I've argued this case that Piojo loves him as a super sub, and I kind of do too at times But then there's times where he only puts him in for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, this is no time. He doesn't have enough time to Mm -hmm. be a super sub in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, that's that's for a whole different story, a whole different (laughs) situation, a whole different topic. But uh, luckily enough, Nicolainis will probably only miss against Puebla. Uh, Mm -hmm. They'll do more on him tomorrow and we'll get more further information. But for the most part, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll still make it to the bench. I don't know if we'll see him, depending on how the game goes. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's all you, that's all you can do is just wait and see mm-hmm. at this point. But
0: So now that we went over this, let's talk a little bit of what we need to do on the pitch once we have our 11. Any takers?
1: Position, uh, controlling the ball, you know, the easy touch, you know, just, you know, not don't have a heavy touch. I mean, because, I mean, look at it, dude. I mean, if you go back and watch the Moreira game, you know, how many times were we in the box, but even Henry just don't have a good touch and, like, they lose they lose the ball.
0: Yeah. Crucial for this game is going to be possession. It's going to be for us to come out organized with set structure that we have. Play a very possessive game, which means... Us have the ball more. Puebla's doing more of the running. And then, being smart enough from that to take your chances on. I promise you, if we play, if we take the game to Puebla, we will get opportunities. If we take the game to them, we will find ourselves in open spots. Now, this is, this is where Henry Martin and Cecilio Dominguez are going to be crucial because They both drift towards that left-hand side, so they both sometimes end up linking up with each other. So, Cecilio Dominguez needs to prove to us why he still is wearing an America jersey and why it is that that we rate him so well. Why does he have a 75 rated on FIFA? I want him to show me why he has a 75 rated on FIFA now in FIFA 19. So go out there and show me. I don't care if it's against Puebla, but show me why you have that rating. You know, or else he's gonna get downgraded to like a seventy-two. I don't want that. And uh that. and then and then Henry, of course, if you get the full ninety minutes Henry's Henry. I need I a goal. Mean, I need score. a goal. Uh, yeah. I mean definitely, uh, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that that's all you can ask from Henry at this point.
0: We asked for a goal and watch him score an own goal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, stop. For real, dude.
2: Hopefully not. knock, knock
1: on wood,
0: please. Knock on wood. And uh, I don't got
1: no
0: word. uh, and then just, you know, go out there and, and, and prove why you're third, almost second place in the league. You know, mm-hmm. continue that good run of form. Play the simple ball. I know that we've played very, very good football within, you know, patches of, of each game. Just try to extend that. Try to grow from that. More consistent. The, the, team, the team knows what they're playing for. The team knows who they are. There's just something that just – Kind of doesn't click sometimes, but for the most part, they understand each other, they know what they're playing at. Just produce that at often. times, it seems like all the time, yeah. But there's moments in each game where you're like, Wow, we're playing good, and then I don't know from where and on, it just something happens that we just switch off, yeah. you know. It's that, yeah. keep that switch on, that's all you need to do. I,
1: I mean, but that's that's the toughest part, too. A lot, you know, I know we talk about consistency a lot too, but, you know, being consistent, that's the tough part about it, too, as well. But, you know, you want to see this team be consistent because they have the players to be consistent. They have the coach that can keep them consistent too, as well, but you don't ever see it.
0: And sometimes I feel like it falls on the players more than it does on the coach, because there's times where Piojo is yelling at his players, like, yeah. why are you doing what you're doing? And I think mm-hmm. you hit it on the
2: point, I even mean, I think we need to stop forcing the passes so much. I think if, you know, we hold the ball, we hold on to the ball a little bit more, you know, Pass, pass around, open up the spaces. You know, we might see more chances coming in and better chances at that for us to convert and score. Like you said, forcing the pass just leads to bad things happening. You you give the ball away and next thing you know, it's a counterattack and now, you know, you're down one nothing, and you know, we can't afford that. You know, relax a little bit, take possession,
0: take control of the game and let's see where that takes you. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. What should we worry about Pueblo though?
1: I uh, mean, like you said, their attack is pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, you you don't know where to get from them either, too, as well. I mm-hmm. mean, despite you know this, this recent good run of form from the two, as well, Puebla can show up or they they can't show up. I mean, it's yeah. one of the two, and you know we'll just have to really find out Friday, you know, whether they have showed up or not.
0: To any Pueblo fan that is maybe probably listening, I am about to give you a hint on how you guys can beat us on Friday. Attack through that left hand side, and you guys will exploit us. Because against Morelia, I didn't see George actually get that much of confrontation from a winger. I saw them try to play a lot through the right-hand side. I want to see him get tested a little bit more on that left-hand side. I've seen him enough to know that he can hold his own. I just want to see constant threat going through that left-hand side in order to say, okay, yes, he's solid there. And then if George is not playing on that left-hand side, Puebla is going to have a field day if they, if they try to use, utilize that area. Because whoever is going to end up playing there, he's not going to have as much experience as anyone else.
1: No, yeah. They really are.
0: So we need to patch that left-hand side somehow. And that means Cecilia Dominguez dropping.
1: What's William De Silva when you need him?
0: Where?
2: I think for me, um, I don't know about any Puebla fans here. I don't know if any Puebla fans ever listen to us. I was in the chat. But for me, I think uh, Chumacero, that's they say his name, and Puebla, I think he is their biggest threat. And he will be playing on that right-hand side, so, you know, it kind of correlates Yeah. Until where you guys can attack us and, you know, give us the, the you know, danger. So I'll yeah. uh, keep an eye
0: on that. All righty. So there, the boys have broken it down for you all. Get ready for that Friday matchup, which is at uh, 7 p.m. my time, which is ex- exactly going to be 10 p.m. your time, Christian, and uh, 9 p.m., your time, Dylan. So, a lot, a lot to look forward to this Friday night. And then we'll have to wait and see whether or not we're going to go celebrate that night or we're just going to wallow in our pain. But, gentlemen, it's that time of the podcast. Give me your prediction for Friday.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 2 1 again. Okay. 2 0. 2 1 for me. 2 0. Not-
0: that seems to happen again that. okay. I I would go with that 4 0, but as you guys know, I retired it. Yeah, it's very tough. Tucked away. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> I'm going a little bit dull and conservative here, but 1
1: 0. All the way to having to appeal like, oh, 6 <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I think.
2: Pavlovski's attack is very good, in and Christian Palacios and Lucas Ca- Cavallini. I think that's his name,
1: Cavallini. Cavallini.
2: So yeah, Canadian, yeah. So it's, it's a good team, you know. We can't underestimate them, but I think I think we'll be able to um, to hold our own and come out with the victory.
0: Like it said, never underestimate a Canadian. Yeah. Well,
1: Wait, they they say that. I never heard that.
0: No, I just made it up right now. But hey, you never know. It might okay. catch on after this. It might just catch on after this. Mm-hmm. One day, our goal in life is not to have fame or fortune. It's just for someone to make a Wikipedia page of us. Imagine. (laughs) I mean, we could technically make our own. Yeah, but if we make our own, then it's like, it's not really gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone has to go out there and make a Wikipedia page of all of us. Mm -hmm. Then you know you've made it, and you can, you know, retire and fade away into the background.
2: Yeah.
0: So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So, everyone else is pointing in their results. Chris, 45, is saying 2-0 for Las de del la América. Cari Torres is saying 1-1 draw. Uh, she has a bit of voodoo, so that might actually come true. We'll have to wait. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it looks like everyone else is pretty confident in the America win.
1: As we should
0: yeah. be. As we should yeah.
1: be. Although as should be from this point out.
0: Uh, as, yeah, but, I mean, it's America, so maybe we take everything with a grain of salt here. That's true, yeah. too. <laughs> oh my goodness well gentlemen anything else you want to add on about this uh, preview
2: let's just stay consistent and you know let's uh, retain possession after the 75th minute you know don't get don't get relaxed don't put your arms out thinking you won the game if we're up you know um, just keep playing you know, don't let them don't let them have an inch you know we
0: we don't we don't need that we don't need that right now so yeah yeah when in doubt, as a defender, play it out. That's all I'm going to say.
1: What, what do I say for goalkeepers?
0: Um, don't get scored on.
1: <laughs> Ivan, mean, you know that.
0: I know that very, very well. All right, gentlemen, that wraps it up. We're very confident. And like we mentioned, that game is going to be 7 p.m. my time, which is Pacific time, 9 p.m. Central time, and then 10 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you guys are ready to watch. <laughs> mountain that. time. And mountain time, 8 o'clock. Yes, but
1: okay. before we
0: go,
2: everyone in this chat, I'm gonna link Ivan's Twitter. Not gonna link. I'm gonna put it in the in the in the chat. Go wish this man a happy birthday. This guy does so much for us and for this community, and you know he needs to be uh he needs to be felt loved on this on his day. Happy birthday, Ivan! Uh, I hope you uh, had a good day today.
0: Thank you so much, Christian. Thank you. It's been it's been fairly well, so thank you. Oh my gosh! No, Ivan. Uh huh.
1: You make me feel so young.
0: <laughs> Wait, well, that's the point.
1: That's the. How's that the point?
0: Well, I don't know. We're always supposed to feel young. So you, ever, I- you ever you
1: ever run into that negative person in life and you're like, yay, one more year closer to death?
0: Oh yeah, that's me. Oh <laughs> I'm kidding, no. Um no but uh thank you to everyone who has wished me a happy birthday through Twitter. Uh my own you know, my own friends and family. Uh to you guys who you know, who who've mentioned me today. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it really makes uh Chepe Guerrero a.k.a. I <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. I will take that. Uh thank you, Chris. Um no but thank you so much. Turning 23 years old, I am ready to actually oh. put in my retirement papers, and
1: uh, <laughs> no matches. No and
0: uh, it is crazy, but thank you so much for everyone, really, for for the birthday wishes. I've never been really one to kind of make my day kind of my day, but it's it's nice to be felt loved and everything. So thank you to the both of you for wishing me happy birthday. To everyone on the chat who's wished me happy birthday and uh everyone on twitter everyone on instagram anyone and everyone thank you so much for the love and the support and it just you know it makes you feel a little bit more connected to the community
1: yes dude uh, uh you know you know I'm, I'm gonna go off on a quick tangent not necessarily tangent but just to a little sort of quick story you know, i met this guy today who works for the bilingual newspaper here in san angelo and um you know, I was actually telling him about the podcast and um, how the English community is growing, and he was talking about, like, "Oh, that's so cool" and stuff like that. And so i like, "It just feels great to be part of this this whole thing." You know, Kari being here to support us, the stuff she does for Footmax Nation, that's the and, you know,
0: girl.
1: Uh, yeah, and and us growing too as well, and like all the other people that support us, like Sis, I, Tom, and all of them too as well.
0: Ultimately, yes, yes. And with that said, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod, and uh, right make there. sure you guys right there. Question. Yes, am, I, am I pointing to the right thing? Yes. I am?
2: Okay,
0: good. Right there, guys. Right there. Eagle iPod. Uh, we're so much closer to that 400 mark. And uh, once we get past that 400 mark, that 500 mark is going to be really, really, really good. So make sure you guys do follow us on Instagram as well. Same same handle, at Eagle iPod. Right here, guys. Again, right here. <laughs> right there, right there. you guys follow us we're going to try to do our best to keep you guys updated with everything picture-wise in mm-hmm. regards to las aguilas del america and in the end it's just a way for all of us to to kind of just communicate and grow as a community so with that said gentlemen anything else you want to add on no
1: yeah,
2: happy birthday
0: thank you man thank you again well ladies and gentlemen come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Be ready for Friday. If you're going to go out and drink, make sure you guys do it near TV so you can watch the game and, uh, you know, everything and hopefully everything plays out for us with three points in the bag. With that said, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time and coming out and talking everything. Las Aguas de la América, Dylan, Christian, thank you. You're welcome. And everyone, thank you so much for your support, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, or here in the live chat. Thank you so much for coming out here make sure to answer that question you have about uh, a couple of well actually no the time passed yeah. oh no I don't know it's it's, it's no you still have uh, you still have about like thirty minutes so make sure you guys go answer that question uh the year is eighteen forty three and with that said <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming out and supporting us We'll see you guys very very soon follow us on Twitter like I mentioned because we will keep you guys updated with everything news uh game stats uh you know everything. Everything, the full nine yards. We'll have you guys covered on Friday as well, and and a little quick, quick uh, sneak peek. It's classical week next week, so uh, we're gonna be hyping it up starting from Monday. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I believe there should be a rematch played on Twitch in regards to FIFA. But we'll let you guys know exactly what's going to happen to that. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your support. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. It's been the end of the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's your host, Ivan, signing off. Thank you again for everything, and we'll see you guys very, very soon next time. That was a horrible way of ending it. <laughs> <laughs> I do no idea what I was doing. All right, never mind. All right, we'll see you guys. Bye. Vamos America. Bye, guys.